You are now tuned in to the Dimensions of Success podcast, where we define success and we don't let success define us. Happy Monday! Yes, Dimension Crew, happy Monday. Welcome back to another exciting episode. If you are returning, you know the sauce is always good because I'm cooking it. (laughs) And if you are new here, turn on that subscribe button because you don't want to miss what's coming and what there is to be in the new year. As we shift into approaching a new year, Christmas, the holidays, I want to be practical and give you all things that you can use. You ready to buy a house? Honey, today I got an episode that's going to give you some help. Today's guest is Josette Marshall. Josette is a real estate matchmaker. She's a multi-million dollar producing agent, a mom, and a dear friend of mine. Without further ado, let's jump right into the episode. And welcome to the show. How are you this morning? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for finding some time to come on the show. I really appreciate it. Never a problem for good people. You're the good people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I wanted to bring you on the show because so many women find success in home ownership. And you've been essential in not only selling homes, but helping families reach that milestone. So I thought that would be a good perspective for our listeners and everyone trying to achieve that milestone of buying their first home. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It has been a joy. And I promise you, last year, I think, I know 99% of my clients were young Black women. And I truly enjoyed it. It makes my heart happy to see them accomplish that goal. When we talk about building wealth and homeownership, talking about because I found from talking to people a lot of people don't know (laughs) they just feel like they've heard um people say that owning a home builds wealth but they don't actually they're not actually able to tell me how or in what ways is it building wealth so can you share with our listeners um what ways that those are okay Owning a home or owning land, um, owning real estate helps you build wealth. Um, And that is true because if you're renting, you're paying them to be on that property. You get nothing back from it. But when you own it, you can refinance. Um, It's going to be cheaper than you renting. Um, You can sell it for more money. Um, that that's how you build your wealth and you can use it as assets to purchase other properties. So with that being said, like if I decided to buy my son a townhouse right now, instead of putting him in an apartment, that is going to build his wealth because every month that he pays like, okay, let's say he had a three bedroom apart, three bedroom townhouse. He got two other roommates. Those two roommates pay $600 a month. That's his mortgage right now. The rest goes into his pocket. So that's how he's building wealth. That money is going into his bank account, into his pocket to do whatever he wants to do with it. If you're renting, you don't have that luxury. All of that money goes to that landlord and you're building their Or you can create generational wealth. You can hold on to it. You can rent it out. And. Your children can do the same thing. So they still have wealth coming into their house instead of pushing it out, giving it to somebody else. Does so, that make sense? Yes, ma'am. So by association of not only owning uh, the property, owning real estate, but all the benefits that comes with that ownership that you can also yes. pass on. So many different benefits. Um, and like I said, you can always refinance it. That way, when you refinance it, it makes it a little bit cheaper. And once it's cheaper, you build even more wealth. With the housing market being how it is today, I know many women are now about buying because it's so competitive. Uh, What 
tips do can you give to the person that's preparing to buy that home that they need to do in order to be competitive in this market? To be competitive, truth be told, you have just got to save your money. You have to. Um, not so much that you have to go into highest and best. You can ignore the highest and best because a lot of times that seller just wants a clean offer. And when I say a clean offer, it's just, I'm going to close in 21 days. I can close in 15 days. You know, I'm not asking for closing costs. I'm not asking for anything. I just want the house in a good condition. And that keeps you from going into a bidding war. Now, don't get me wrong. I sell houses. I help people buy houses. And there are some sellers that say, I want the highest bid. But sometimes with those highest bids comes a lot of contingencies that you don't want to deal with. I'll give you $20,000 over the asking price contingent upon me selling my house. So if you've got another, that may prolong it. Most sellers just want you to be able to close on time so they can move on to the next. So my thing is you've just got to have a clear head, understand what you're getting into, and you can only do the necessary. Don't come in with the attitude, oh, they're going to give me 30000 30, off of this house. They're going to do this. They don't have to do anything. That's their house. If you don't want it or you have all these stipulations and contingencies, they're going to move on to the next person. So you've got to go in with a clear head and say, okay, I want this house. I have all of my money. I'm not asking them to do anything. And I know I can close in 21 days. So with you being able to close in 21 days, that means you are communicating with me. You are communicating with your lender for everything that we need to keep it moving. So you have got to, like I said, have an open mind, have your money ready, and let's go. You do not offer the price. I think it's also important to know the role of your realtor because in my process, I didn't know what they were supposed to be doing and what I was supposed <laughs> to be doing. So I was doing work for them. Yes. And I was calling them like, hey, I got you this. Sure I called. So and so. <laughs> I was putting, I was clocking in on the ship. Yes. Um, I remember those phone calls. And I'm like, I was hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily you were able to pair me with somebody that she was, uh, she was great. Uh, I mean, she hit the ground running, yes. but before uh, I was actually working with somebody and I felt like I was doing majority of the work. So yes. what is the role that the realtor should be assisting you with when you hire one? Because I don't think people know what is what they're supposed to be doing and what you're supposed to be doing. And it makes it so much more stressful. It does. It does. And a lot of us realtors, because I'm not, it's on me too. Um, I am that motherly figure. So I feel like I'm just going to do it. And I forget, you know, I forget to tell them I'm doing this in my, you know, I just do it. And, but if you don't understand what's going on, of course, you're like, okay, I need this, I need this, I need this. Yes, we're, but my communication skills have got to be better. I have to call you and say, hey, I'm calling different lenders today. I'm calling different new construction today. You know, I've called several of these houses that hit the market, but they're not good for you. So we do work. Well, I know with me, I just have a bad habit of doing it and forgetting to tell you that I'm doing it. So, you feel like, oh, I've got to get it done. We're already working on it. Well, if we're already <laughs> working on it, we've got to get it done. But there's a process to everything. Um, because in your contract, when you sign the contract saying that, okay, you're going to be my realtor, it tells you that we're basically only responsible for negotiating your contract. That's all we have to do. We have to show you so many houses and negotiate your contract. That's all we have to do. But a realtor is going to do so much more for you. Yes, I can negotiate your contract, but I also need to know that the lender that you have can get it done. Because there's a lot of things that I can't do that is done by the lender, but we've got to make sure we have a good lender on the team. 
Um, also, we've got to know direction. We have to know their contract because it's totally different from a resale contract. And with resale contracts, certain brokerages have their own contract. So we have to sit and go through all of that before we tell you it's okay for you to write a contract with this company or it's okay for you to write it to accept their contract. So it is, it's not so cut and dry. Okay. It's really, really, we do a lot, but we, and I've talked to myself, I've got to sit down and do a checkoff list for you guys um, because we do it by second nature. Because again, we go into mommy mode or daddy mode to protect you guys and we just do it. But you guys are at home and just your main focus is the house. Our main focus is to make sure that that contract is good with the house. And with me, I got to make sure that house is good. So therefore, we've got to make sure that the inspectors are good. You know, appraisals are good. We have to make sure everything is good. But your contract says that we only have to negotiate your contract. I think in clearing that up, you also mentioned communication. I know yes. that's that's so uh, it's bad. such a big part <laughs> of it. It's not telling what you're doing and then uh -huh. we think that it's not and it's because just like you said, we're focusing so much on the end goal. We don't know uh -huh. everything that's behind this all you're doing on our behalf. And all we're right. focused on is trying to get in a home. Yes. So yes. it sometimes can be frustrating, I think, on both ends when uh -huh. your goals are the same, but you don't. we don't have the same means of getting there. Yes. I'm just telling you what I want. <laughs> uh -huh. I, I want get it all the time. And... <laughs> yeah, I get it all the time. They're like, well, I said I wanted this, this. I understand that's what you want. But in that neighborhood, it's not possible right now. You know, and then I can't just make things come on the market houses come on the market every day but that doesn't mean it's good for you or what you're looking for and then what you're looking for may not really be what you're looking for i get a list all the time from clients they're like i need this 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 but you just told me you need this 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 you know these are two different things and then once you look at it they're like yeah that's that's not what i want or you i have this 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 Yes. <laughs> that's when it yes. comes to the the humble pie <laughs> i yes. don't have this 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 and this to get this 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 and this and then... yes that's when your um lender comes in you have to have a good lender because you can come to me and say all right my lender has approved me for five hundred thousand, and you get excited but you're also telling me i don't want my mortgage over a thousand and so I'm looking at the lender. I'm like, you can't give her 5000 She only wants her mortgage at 1000 Well, that's what she's approved at. Okay, but again, communication, you've got to break it down. If your house is 500000 your mortgage is what, 2500 a month? It's, if you're right. telling me you only got $1,000, i am telling you, you can't use this whole 500000 and I think but, that also it worked. That's a part of the lender to tell you, right. even though you're approved for this much. Yeah, you, this is the cap of how much you're, you're gonna, not gonna be, be paying. Right? <laughs> you're gonna be eating ramen noodles, it's right? Okay. <laughs> so the clients are looking to me side eye. You only showed me two hundred thousand dollar house because <laughs> you told me you didn't want your mortgage over a thousand. <laughs> so we need to do a, or a conference. And I hate doing like conference calls with lenders. Because it's just like, you should have done that already. Right. But then again, it's communication. What you're telling me, because I'm looking at the houses, lender is totally different. You're just telling your lender, I want a house. What can I get approved for? And instead of him breaking it down, you know, if I do 500000 at 3.5%, your mortgage is going to be 2500 You're just like, oh, I house, but I only want to pay $1,000. I'm like, yeah, sweetie, that's not going to work. I think it's because we live in such a consumer uh, society and we see our friends getting yes. houses and we're comparing, but we're not yes. managing expectations. Um, yes. One of my best friends is in Texas and we were looking at houses in the same range 
but she ended up telling me about the property tax over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And the property tax there is not the same as the property tax here. No. So even though we were looking at the same range of the price, she still would be paying more mortgage than I would be paying just based off of the property, property tax. tax. Yes. <laughs> and that's why it's so good to, once you get in, keep your credit up. Payments on time, make sure everything is okay, because then in eight to 12 months, you can refinance to get that down. Um, but you don't get your taxes down, but you can get your interest rate down. So your mortgages still go down a little bit. But and I'm not sure if I went over this with you or your agent went over this with you. But the year after you purchase a house, you that exemption and that will bring your mortgage down also. Because that brings your taxes down, maybe about $100 to $200. It just depends on where you live. So that's something you can look at, too. That's why I tell people all the time, like, if you tell me your mortgage, you don't want it over 1000 but we get a house that you love and your mortgage is $1,100, that's fine. Give me a year to help you get that down under 1000 because there's tricks that would not even tricks. It's just things that people don't talk about every day, don't know about. But that exemption that takes it now when you're in the military, when you file homestead exemption, that gives you even more money. They'll take off your taxes. Um, you can refinance to bring down your interest rate a little bit lower. So those two things right there may take you down to eight hundred dollars a month instead of the eleven hundred. But you've got to give it at least eight months to get that stuff in. So if you can handle an extra $100 for eight months, then just give us time. We can make it happen. But again, that's communication that we have to tell you guys <laughs> to say, yeah, your taxes are high. We can get them down in a few months. I and think then people also have to understand the city that you're in depends on your taxes. Oh, yes. So that same house, like we're in Montgomery right now. Um, we had to come down for a wedding. We got to my a new subdivision, and our husband, I was like, for half of the house that we want in Atlanta, we can get the same house here. Taxes are so much cheaper, right. and the properties are so much cheaper. But if you go to Atlanta, this two hundred thousand dollar house is brand new in Montgomery. It's still going to be five hundred, six hundred in Atlanta, depending on what part of Atlanta you live in. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. So we and have depending on the demand of that area. Yes. Because when I was in South Dakota, a $200,000 house was basically a startup house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> basically, walls and room. No, yep. really, actually, no room. But <laughs> I would look at a $200,000 house home, at home. A two, I'm from Montgomery. So a $200,000 house back when I was a kid in Montgomery was a wraparound porch. Yeah. Um, the ceiling yes. fan, uh, mm -hmm. what, whatever you needed, that was considered a wealthy house. Yes. But in that area, because the demand is so high for houses and they don't have enough houses for the number of people that are moving into that base, they can charge what they want for a $200,000 yeah. house. You're and right. you don't have any choice but to buy it because there's nothing else to compare. Everything around it is there that one $200,000 house. <laughs> yep. Yep. My husband was like, do you want to move back to Montgomery? No, I don't. But I'm just saying, look at the difference. <laughs> 500000 in Sandy Springs, where I'm at, needs a lot of work. 500000 here is like the biggest house in Wind Lakes. Right. And I'm just like, mm, Yeah, you drive over the little bridge to get there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With the little lantern lights when you pull in. I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's not, you know, there's space between your neighbors. Yes. You know, there's all those yeah, things. Of each other. Yeah. And you can get no space. You don't look out your door. Yeah, no, you yard, no, <laughs> no yard. No yard. No yard. No. I know. <laughs> and so I yeah. have to tell my clients that a lot goes into how I find you a house. Our initial conversation tells me a lot about you. Um, like, I know you have a daughter, so I know she's going to need space to go outside and run. But then I know I have a client right now that hates grass and her kids are grown. So she wants absolutely nothing. <laughs> Every time I send, she was like, you know, it's grass outside. Uh, Yeah, I do. <laughs> you need a little. 
<laughs> so yeah, clients and kind of get a feel, you know, try to start sending them what they want and think about what they want and how it's going to work for their lifestyle. But I also have to keep in mind the area they want to be in. So if she's telling me she wants to be in downtown Atlanta, that's probably perfect. Most houses in downtown area have no grass, especially the new ones. They're just <laughs> built up on the concrete. They're just there. Now, if she tells me she wants to live in Macon and no grass, I'm like, mm, we got a problem. Mm -hmm. Macon have <laughs> yards. They're bigger lots. Right. And so I'm like, you're, you want to pay 500000 for a house with no yard. I can't put you in Macon. Those houses in Macon for 500000 are like plantation homes. Right. You're going to have a lot of house. You're going to have to be in the city of Atlanta where they're building these three, four stories straight up and down, you know, houses with no yards and you're right next door to your neighbor. I think it's also important for the buyer, us, to do a little research themselves before even, if you take the time to build up your credit and save up the money, you need to know what you want. I'm not saying that you have to know all the ins and outs that we just talked about, but I need to be able to at least tell you, I want to be in this school district because of X, Y, and Z. You know, if you do have children, you might not want them to be in a school district that may not be as good as another. But maybe that, that area has, for instance, when I wanted to be in Bonaire, I think Bonaire and Kathleen, one of the cities right next to it, if you live mm -hmm. there, you pay double tax. You pay tax mm -hmm. to both, both places. <laughs> So that's something that local people will be able to tell you without a realtor. Yep. As yep. soon as they told me that, I was like, not living there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not paying double tax. I don't, I don't have double anything right now, so I'm not going to pay double tax. Borderline. Yeah. But knowing what you want as far as and managing your expectations of what you can actually get. I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to get a $400,000 house. Heck, I didn't even know what a three hundred thousand dollar. As you, I said, ma'am, how much is the mortgage? Oh, you tell. I said, oh no, you know. Yep. So, yep. I mean, I knew what I wanted. I had a ballpark of what I wanted, but then um, my realtor and you put it in perspective of, okay, this is what you can actually get based off of what you said. But I had to bring you something in order for you to have something to work with. You just can't come and say, I want a house, <laughs> and <laughs> I want a big house. And it needs to have, I mean, I've heard I want a big house. It needs to have an office. I need to have a gym. Then I need to have three bedrooms. And I need to have a yard. Okay, you need to have two jobs unless you. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me, we get that every day. I get text messages like, hey, Miss Justin, I think I'm ready to buy a house. I'm not sure what my credit score is, but I need four bedrooms. I need a master on the main. I need a back fenced in backyard. And I'm just like, Oh. I need a mommy suite. I need a <laughs> I need a mother-in-law suite that's yes. on the other side of the house. And need yes. to have a guest house in the back. I my uh nephew, I said, Y'all need to stop watching these YouTubers. Y'all need to stop too. watching them. That they, too, because they don't they, even these celebrities, they don't tell you a lot of times they have to rent for about six months to a year because they failed a lender first. And that's your whole goal. I'm not saying don't call the realtor. Call me so that way I can get you to a good lender. But there's nothing I could do until you talk to that lender. I've got to know you're pre-approved and what our price range is. I've got to know that you can afford that. Because, yeah, I can get approved for $700,000 right now. But that don't mean I want that $3,000, $4,000 mortgage. So exactly. I need you to talk to a lender first. Let's see where you're not saying that you can't buy a house. I need you to be comfortable with these before yes, I start showing you houses and I've wasted a whole week showing you $400,000 houses. And then you're like, whew, I don't want to pay $2,000 a month. I'm like, okay, but I've been showing you these houses. How much do you think it's going to be? But that's the lender's job. Right. So I'm like, okay, I love your list. Thank you. I can get you into this once you're approved, because I got to know what we're working with. And then some people don't understand, especially if they own like their own businesses. Yes, you make a good amount of money when you're an entrepreneur, but you buying a house is all without your taxes. Right. Yeah. 
how much can you prove that you made? <laughs> and yes, I see you driving your Bentley, you know, I know that you're renting the type of apartment. I know your lifestyle, but if you're making $200,000 a year, but you wrote off a hundred thousand on your taxes, I can't get you in that type of house. So you may have to rent, you know, another year so we can file your taxes correctly. So it's a lot. And I know people get mad at agents because we're like, nope, I can't show you any houses. But we know you can't get pre-approved right now because you don't want to show your tax. <laughs> don't want to share the monies. Right. And I'm like, don't want to share the money. Yeah, I can't take a whole week off showing you houses that you can't, you can afford it, but on paper, you can't afford it. So nobody's giving you a loan. Very true. Unless you got cash. Yes. I, I and a lot like of people nowadays do have cash, unless which is great. Cash. <laughs> yes. If you can only great. show that you wrote off a hundred thousand on your taxes, whatever you have, you, you willing to put that other amount down in cash, mm-hmm. then maybe somebody will work. But cash is talking in the market. I know oh. it's, they want cash. They, they're yes. they're okay with writing a check. If you have it right now, you, you're more likely to get that sale. Oh, honey, I listed a house <laughs> last weekend. Uh, that house had 30 showings in two days. Out of those 30 showings, I got 10 that were cash. One ended up backing out. So when I tell you all I did was go to the next cash, I didn't put it back on the market for people to go see it. I didn't open it back up. You know, open houses, nothing. I just went to the next cash person. So I've got three more cash people that are sitting for this one to back out. If it backs out, cash is truly king. I mean, we would have loved to give it to, you know, a young girl or a young guy that's trying to buy their first house. But for my client, she is going to make well over 120000 on this sale because it was cash and they went over price to beat everybody else. I, cash is king. <laughs> when you say that, I know it gives people anxiety. Like, how am I going to get all this cash? <laughs> I, and you don't have to get, get this the money? cash. <laughs> said before, sometimes the seller doesn't want people because they have a lot of special stipulations or a lot of contingencies. Like one of the special stipulations that we're dealing with right now, it's a rental company that wants to buy the house. But their thing was, if they purchase the house after the due diligence, they want to be able to put a for rent sign in the yard and show it as a rental before we even close. So my client said, if we do that, I need them to close in 14 days. They have seven-day due diligence. They only have seven days to show the house. So if they don't close in that 14 days, I want that rental sign out and it's back up for sale. So So you have a lot of times sellers are like, I'm not dealing with all of this. Right. And so they go for the people who have a conventional loan or an FHA loan that are just saying, okay, I can close in 15 days because I have a good lender. Or, you know, I'm not asking you for closing costs. I'm not paying you overpriced. I'm going to pay what you ask. But I because closing costs are truly the buyer's responsibility. Now, in some markets, you can get the seller to help you pay it. But that is the buyer's responsibility. So, again, if you have a clean offer, you may beat out these cash people. Because some of these cash people are big corporations. And they, they've got a lot of extra coming with theirs. And some people just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, my client is not in her house. So it didn't matter to her. She closed on time. I don't want a renter thinking they're moving in and the house ain't closed. Right. The closing cost being the buyer's responsibility. That is another piece of humble pie that's not (laughs) talked about enough. Uh, Especially if you're dealing with a VA loan. Yes. You cannot roll those. It's a myth. I want to clear it up right now. You want to clear <laughs> it up. You cannot roll those closing costs into that loan unless the house appraises for more than what. Yes. <laughs> that is the yes. only way that you can roll the cost. If the house appraises for just enough mm-hmm. <laughs> of what the yep. seller right is asking for, then you 
for those closing costs. Yes. So I just want to clear that up because zero money down is not actually zero money down. And I it's not you, actually I zero money down. I lost two clients last year because of that. And one girl was really mad at me. Her husband was VA and it was a house they wanted in Atlanta. They were coming from Montgomery and they were like, well, we don't have to pay anything down. And I said, hold on. I said, yes, you do. You don't have to pay your down payment, but you've got to pay your closing costs. We're VA. We pay nothing. That is not always true. I was like, I need you to understand that. And they didn't want to understand that. They were really, really mad at me. And so she called me. She went with another realtor. And so she called me. She was like, I didn't have to put anything down. And I said, and I've been following you. And I know why you didn't put anything down because you went new construction. New construction sometimes will pay your um, down, not your down payment, but your closing costs. Mm -hmm. I said, you still had closing costs like I told you. You just to pay for it. It's not that you and didn't if they have had it. that preferred lender. The lender yes. might have agreed that's their deal that they pay the closing costs. <laughs> yes, you've got to listen to your lender. I mean, your realtor. And I kept telling her, you're going to have closing costs. We've just got to figure out, you know, how to get around it. No military pays, no closing costs. And I'm like, I don't know who you've been talking to. That is not true. It is you a big misconception. And it's keeping a lot of people from actually moving into the house because they're coming in. I, I call it like the Yeezy mindset. I'm not paying <laughs> nothing. Yes, you are. Yes, yes you yes. are. You are going to pay either closing costs. You got to have your earnest money. Yes. That's another thing that nobody yes. told. <sighs> yes, earnest Bless money. Earnest. Jelena was like, you need your <laughs> You need Jelena is my realtor, and I'll put her uh, information in the description as well. But yes. uh, I actually got her, really and from... she's so sweet. And... <laughs> I just <laughs> yes, I honey. Jelena, you got to get firm with these people. <laughs> she, she was like, "Yeah, you need your earnest money, and then even if you have your earnest money, then you need your." I was like, "Oh mm -hmm. Lord Jesus, what have I got myself into?" Yes, yes. got to pay for your inspection. And then when it's time to close, you got to show you got to show in your bank account that mm -hmm. you have that money reserved. So don't think that you just going to be able to say, OK, I'm going to have it by the time it's time to close. No, no I need to in there before we start. It moves fast. So you're telling me I can get nine thousand dollars in the next 30 days. No, 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 no. I write a contract, everything is good, and then we get to 90 days. You still ain't got to have it. That's my name. Right. You ain't got no money. We can't close. That agent is mad at me. <laughs> and you've lost your earnest money at this point. You lost I'm your earnest you. money, and then you yeah. wasted somebody's time. Oh, a whole you wasted lot of somebody's time. time. Yeah, uh, more than one person the lender, the realtor, the agent, all parties, yeah. and the seller. All parties yes. involved. And, and the I, seller is hurt because they got to put it back on the market. Right. And they think they have the finish line. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and so it, I, it's a lot with this. But I also tell people all the time, and I've stopped having home buyer seminars. I used to have them all the time, probably three, four times a year. I would have home buyer seminars. And that's probably why last year, yeah, 99 point, I think I only had one couple last year. Everybody was single women. But most of them took my home buyer seminars from a year before, you know, before COVID hit. They did these home buyer seminars. They did their questionnaires. And then last year they were ready because they knew what they had to. Um, this year, my market has changed a little bit to, you know, married couples, nothing against it or anything. But that goes because I'm not doing home buying seminars. I'm not getting those first time home buyers anymore. Right. Is, but it is very important that you do a home buyer seminar. And with the pandemic, it's hard to do. So I tell all my clients, we don't have to do a full-blown seminar, but give me an hour. Let me go through this whole process with you so you have an understanding. People only get scared or frustrated when they don't understand what happens next or what's happening right now and why it's happening. So it's very important to sit down with each individual and say, this is what we have to do. And this is why, you know, just saying you're going to buy a house. It's going to be a frustrating process that you never want to do again.
if you yes. don't understand. <laughs> yes. So we have to sit down and talk about it and go through. And I do this every day. So I know. And like I said, my communication is bad. So it's second nature just to do it. But you guys don't do it every day. So, yes, I've explained it to you one time. I don't expect you to remember every little thing I told you. Now, I'm going to give you some credit by saying your communication is bad because from doing my research, ma'am, <laughs> today is really driven a lot by social media marketing, social media posts and advertising from realtors. I mean, they, yes. they're really flashy and glossy. They are. Um, <laughs> you, on the other hand, you. No, I said they are. <laughs> Josette Real Estate Company at gmail.com <laughs> and Josette Sales Homes at Instagram. That, uh, on Instagram. That is all. There is nothing else. There's no website. There is no. I, I looked you up. I didn't yeah, and I, I do have a website through my company. Uh, okay. But I just, I don't use it like that. No. Um, <laughs> Don't reference it anywhere. I haven't seen it. No, I looked. no. I am, as they say, very organic. My lenders laugh at me all the time because lenders, they gravitate towards those, those internet famous um, realtors. Nothing against them. They are doing an amazing job and they look beautiful doing it. Uh, <laughs> as, you, as you know me, that type of person, I, you know, wear jeans and tennis shoes. I, makeup three times a year. Um, I'm just not that person. Um, and they're always like, what can I do to help you build? I was like, I don't want you to help me build. I'm very comfortable with who I am right now. I'm not trying to fit into somebody else's mold or what social media needs for me. And all of my clients, truth be told, are from family and friends referrals. I've never once had to do, you know, social media stuff to pick up more clients. But my social media, and we had that conversation. You don't know everybody on your social media. Everybody on my Facebook, Instagram, Instagram is just open. I mean, I have no idea who's following me and who's not. <laughs> but my Facebook, I could tell you everything about everybody on my Facebook page. I know these people. But that's where my referrals come from. You know, I had a, a girlfriend the other day call. She was like, hey, I need you to help this young lady. She's already pre-approved. She needs to find a house. Okay. We went out on one day. She knew exactly what she wanted and we found a house. But I just, I can't be somebody else. I can't go online, you know, wearing wigs and lashes and saying, oh my God, this is what we're going to do. No. And I might not ever get that $2 million sale because of that. But I am very comfortable just sitting in my tennis shoes and my sweatshirt and talking to whoever about real estate to the closing table. And I feel like I'm more approachable that way. I don't ever, ever want somebody to think they can't approach me or they can't work with me. So and I'm you've like, still been highly successful without doing that, doing it that way. So that means that that shows that that's not the only way. Yes. I think your, thank- your word of mouth and and everything has spoken for itself i mean i think i found you i posted i need somebody that's gonna talk to me and break it down a y and z and they tagged you under my post and i yes i, I remember clicked that through a few and i was like okay this one she's um i went through your page and i did my, did you know, really? did my scrub i surely did and i read those comments and then i went to the clients page and I read what they wrote once they closed on their houses I was like okay they were really pleased with their experience I might need to tap into her Um, and I did get the 2020 home snap award from google um, customer service award so yay thanks to all my clients for that because I could not have done it without them sending in their great reviews yes Um, (laughs) I think that your customer service in a world that is lacking so much of customer service such a simple thing um you're right keeps your referrals you know coming without that social media aspect it's word of mouth it's people being satisfied with their experience satisfied with knowing what's going on satisfied with actually getting to the closing table and having everything (laughs) they need versus I've heard horror stories about people getting to the closing table and the people like, we ain't closing today. Yes. I, don't know. I don't know what you thought we were doing today, but we're not closing. 
And mm-hmm. that's so embarrassing to have that because you weren't prepared. By the time you get to closing, you should be well ready to close. Yes. If not, what and I've had before? that happen. Um, and that goes with communication from lenders. And sometimes it's not, especially when you're dealing with sellers, it's not the seller's fault. If that other agent isn't communicating with us and saying, you know, what they need to say or being responsive, then there's nothing we can do. I know last month I had a seller that could not, she had to close her house in order to buy her other house. So she was at the closing table. They told us to be there at a certain time. I did my due diligence, you know, by calling the buyer's lender, you know, do we have the package? Do we have this? Do we have that? They told me, yes. The next day we get to the closing table. We sat at the closing table for an hour and the other, the lender's like, oh, we can't close today. Uh, You didn't tell me that yesterday. So what's going on today? You know, so sometimes it's something that we cannot control. We have to rely on the other agent and their lender to do what they're supposed to do. So my client is crying because she's, able to buy the house we're under contract with but luckily i was able to call that agent give her my situation and she was like i get it Uh, my clients will hold off for another day we will wait for your client you know all over again but again that is communication you've got to have that communication skill you can't be all rude to people because you're not going to get anywhere you just have to be calm and figure it out but yes, that is scary and frustrating. You get to the closing table, think you're done, you're ready. And they're just like, nope, we can't close today. No rhyme, no reason. <laughs> now, it seems like y'all have a basket full of skills. You got to have communication. Girl, you we, have patience. we are everything. If you want to uh, be on the social media skin, you got to have Photoshop skin. Yeah. <laughs> I tried or you got to have I you a graphic it. designer or somebody. Yes. Uh, I, mean, you I gotta, tried it. It ain't for me. That man gave me a list of stuff I had to do. And I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. He was like, so you don't want to do the photo shoot? Nah, I'm good. I ain't got that kind of time. You got to <laughs> have the look, skills. You got to have the time. I can't tell you how many times I've called. I called Jelena at all different times. Yes. You got to have your established hours up there. I mean... I was Girl, like, what are work. your hours? They don't, I don't work. Have, she's like, I don't have any. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> I don't have any. So I told you, it was like 10 o'clock last night. I was getting text messages about a house that's about to hit the mark. I'm like, are y'all for real? I'm about to go to bed. Yeah, but I think no with problem. all these things that we're, we're mentioning, uh, there's still so many uh, young, definitely young people. We've even talked about your son for the longest time. He said he just wanted to be a realtor. Yeah. Uh, coming into the the real estate game and they just want to be realtors but i don't think mm-hmm. they're really understanding unless they have a good mentor mm-hmm. on what being a realtor actually is so what advice do you have for listeners that are thinking about going into real estate as a realtor on the other side it is not a lot of them say, I just want to do this as a side hustle. This is not a side hustle. It's just not going to work as a side hustle. Side hustles are something you can do part-time. You cannot do real estate good part-time. Well, you can't do it well part-time. Um, because like you said, we have to always be on. Like I can wake up in the morning. Like I said, I woke up this morning. I was like, why my phone keep going off? What is going on? I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's, it's a constant, whether you have one house or three houses, it's a constant. Um, not every not every action is going to be smooth. There's always something that you've got to do. So if you have a nine to five and that lender is trying to get in contact with you because your client hasn't sent in the paperwork that he needs, you know, in order to, you know, get certain certain documents out, that's stuff I have to answer. I can't say I'm gonna call you back after six. Uh, no, we need this today, right? Um, there's, so there's no such thing as a side hustle with real estate. You've got to to do this the correct way. You've got to do this full time. Now I will say it's you know, but you've got to be prepared for it. But if you go, 
like and you're in the military or you're working at a hospital, you have set hours. Right. Real estate, there are no set hours, but that's why I love it because I can do football tours with my son. I can take my daughter to basketball and still answer your phone call. If I'm sitting at my desk at work, there's rules. My phone, I can't have a, a 30 minute conversation to keep you from crying because you're nervous about something. Because again, you've got to be a therapist too. So I, my client can't call me crying. I'm saying, let me call you back after six. Okay, she done ended her contract. She done. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm like, no. So you this full time if you want to do, if you want to do well with this job. Um, you make good money, but you only get in, you only get out what you put in. And a lot into it. But four hours a day is a lot. If you're working for somebody else, you're doing eight to 12 hours. That's right. You get a good four hours a day and you're, there's never, and I'm not saying it won't happen and it probably has happened before. There's usually no day that I have to sit up and work 12 straight hours. You know, I might get up and, you know, do this for an hour. Um, in a few minutes, I've got to call another client just to check on her. Um, because yesterday was somebody broke into her house that's a listing. So she had to get a new alarm and things like that. So she was a little stressed last night. Um, so I've got to call and check on her, make sure we're still selling the house, pull it off the market. Um, and then I'm probably not going to do anything else until later. So it's just all about your mindset. And you cannot think this is going to be a quick part-time job to make a whole bunch of money. Because and now you that you mention it, go ahead. I was going to say, now that you mention it from the realtors that I've seen that are successful um, or let's say successful in the public eye, uh -huh. real, real estate is their primary job. They yes. don't have a, uh, a full-time job doing something else. And then real estate It's just real estate. And most and the real of them, what you don't see, what they don't tell you, most of them that are high end, like these Instagram stars, they have a full team behind them. Oh, yeah. They mm -hmm. have an assistant. Um, you know, they may have a marketing person. You know, it's not just them. With me, it's just me. I don't have all that. But I think if I want to go to the next level, I'm going to have to at least get an assistant. Me and Jelena was talking about that. Um, but these girls, they they have a full behind them. Some of them even had drivers. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's what keeps them going. That's the only way they can keep up those appearances. <clears throat> that's the only way they can keep up <clears throat> actually showing their client houses. Because I know with me, if I'm if I'm your agent and I'm showing you four or five houses a day, and then I got to turn around and do a Facebook or an Instagram post, and then I got to turn around and go do my own paperwork, there's no way. I just don't have that kind of time. And so, just go ahead. bringing that into perspective that a lot of times what we see is the person, but behind them, there's a whole, a yes. whole team. A um, whole team. And, and I think that's a lot of the, the Instagram, you know, celebrity, whatever culture, uh -huh. um, even in other fields, just thinking about a um, uh, enlisted person, a military person. A uh, woman that I follow, I'm not gonna say what her name is, but one of okay. them, y'all, it's, it's it's several of them on Instagram. I'm just gonna say okay. one of them, but she says, uh, she's a realtor, she owns a trucking company, she's a mom, she still gets up at five and works out, and mm -hmm. all of these things. And I looked to my niece and I said, Well, let me tell you something, she got a nanny, <laughs> mm -hmm. she yeah. has a cook, she's got help, uh, for her workouts, even though she's into fitness, she has a trainer that trains her. Okay, so she don't have to think about her workouts. Uh -huh. She has somebody there to plan those out for her to so take that out, that that out. She has somebody coming in to clean. She probably has uh realtors under her showing those yeah, houses. Showing assistance. Uh, um, so she isn't just doing all of that, but the expectation that we have of being busy and booked, you mm -hmm. know, that's what we put on social media that we're doing all those things, but not the 
the underlying, even with just making this podcast, I got a graphic designer making them flyers because really? I ain't got time to work. I ain't got time to learn Photoshop. When? Right. <laughs> right. I don't have time. I hired someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I need somebody to edit the clips, I'll get somebody to do that. Um, mm-hmm. If it depends on your time and your resources that you have mm-hmm. before you start making those decisions about the, the types of jobs that are going to require a lot out of you. Yes. But the perception is they're doing it all alone. It's, that's not right. <laughs> right. Um, and I do plan on next year expanding because my son will be graduated high school this year. This is last year. So it's just me and my, I mean, I have a husband, but I'm not worried about two kids, two different playing fields and where I got to go. I only have one at that point that I've got to deal with on a daily basis as far as, cause she plays for two different basketball teams. My son at one point was playing for three different football teams. Um, <laughs> but now that I only have her coming up, um, I think I am going to expand. I know I'm going to get an assistant to help me at least with paperwork. So that way I'm still handling my clients and they can do the paperwork for me. And then I'll also get a showing assistant, but that builds my whole brand up. But I, I don't want to take it any further than that. I'm still not going to do the photo shoots and things because I just can't. Um, like I said, I've just passed and I didn't announce it because that's just not me. <laughs> I just passed my um, new construction certification. Um, okay. So, but Congratulations. Thank you. I ordered some hard hats, um, had a young girl put my <laughs> logo on it. I was going to do this big production and photo shoot, you know, to announce it. And like I said, when I talked to that videographer and he was like, okay, we need this, 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 this. I was like, oh, that's going to take all day. I'm okay. I just need somebody to take my picture in front of construction zone. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's a lot. It's a it lot. So it's you got to have that mindset to be able to handle that next level. And I, I just don't have it. I mean, I love just being, how, how do young people say it? Basic old me. Basic, I like being basic. Basic. The OG way. <laughs> yes. I like basic, basic the OG way. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Then I got to go get my hair done again. I'm like, I what? was just in the hair salon last week. I want to go again. Well, you know what, ma'am? I am just as basic and I don't let anybody tell me that I need to be anything else because I was going to go into YouTube and YouTube is a very popular platform and you can, you know, reach a lot of different people. And my main goal was really to just help people and reach a lot of people, but also make money off of something that I'm passionate about. Okay. So it was going to be YouTube. And then... I realized what took me so long from starting because I'm the type of person, if I make a goal, then I start. I start working towards it. With YouTube, I started buying the things surrounding it, but not actually working on the actual goal because there were some things conflicting with it. Like, number one, I don't get dolled up all the time. I am a three times a year makeup person as well. I do not want to be sitting in front of camera (laughs) worried about I don't get my hair done all the time I'm froed mm-hmm. out right now <laughs> I'm doing this interview in my car with my fro okay um <laughs> and I'm not I don't want to pay the reason I, I cut my hair off through this is the third time and I always grow it back but the reason mm-hmm. why it's so successful with growing it back is because I don't pay for people to do it I just let it do what it does uh-huh. I don't put no braids in it I don't put no, no yep. nothing because I got to sit there and get that done um yeah, I realized that the aesthetics of YouTube were not for me. <laughs> not for me. This is yes. what I'm good at, talking to people. I could talk to you all day. I, you don't know what I look like. I could have a bunch yes. over here. Yes. <laughs> but on YouTube, I have to present, and not for necessarily the, the audience, but for myself. I don't want to go on there looking crazy. So uh-huh. therefore, I would have to step it up a little bit more and which I do but I do it for myself not for other people to see so that just and then I I gotta learn editing software or I gotta hire someone to edit it um I gotta have the right mic the right lighting the right camera Um, oh yeah 
I gotta, and then I'm a, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so therefore I gotta buy all the nice stuff. That's more money. <laughs> so, and you know what? And I was like, I could get the same message across with a podcast. So here we are. Mm-hmm. But what I was trying to get from that whole rant that I just went on is <laughs> <laughs> an advantage that you have of not doing that is the overhead that you get to keep in your pocket because oh, yes. you gotta pay the team. The team got to get paid. You gotta mm-hmm. pay. Whoever you hire or bring in, you know, that's just another area of customer service. It's more people you have to communicate with. It's more people you have to pay. And it's Mm -hmm. more schedules that have to line up with your own in order to achieve whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. Whereas if I'm doing majority of it myself and it's what's comfortable for me, I get to keep all the money. (laughs) Yes, Yes. you might be a little wore out eventually, but you're right. You do keep. You keep your money. But, and I've also, I've taken a class on, you know, how to build your business. But the money that you put into whatever you're doing, it's got, you've got to make sure that it's going to bring you three times more. So I know if I hire an assistant, she's got to be good enough to where I know she's bringing in money, you know, whether she knows it or not. But her skills are helping me build more money. So that $1,500 I'm paying her part-time, probably a month, is bringing me in an extra closing, which may be anywhere between $6,000 and $10,000. So she's worth it. But that's the only way you pushing out money is good for you. You've got to be able to bring more in. Right. Um, So I'm, I'm... thinking about that because i'm like how do i find a part-time assistant that has those skills well i would say you know go on facebook but you never know i mean i got Mm -hmm. you so yeah Yeah. (laughs) let some people tag some people in the comments and look that's my answer really some people tag some people in the comments and then just check them all out browse their page be a stalker Uh and And um, just see what they're Right. It's also their lifestyle. I can't have somebody as my assistant that is like we just talked about wanting to to famous or wanting to be yes. Instagram famous because that's not who I am. Um, and then all her t- to that instead of building the product that I need for me right. and my clients. Um, so, yeah, that is something to really think about. I don't know. Um, I've got to hire somebody soon. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting stressful, right? So what area do you service? Maybe listeners, if you are, uh, you fit that description, you want to put in the application. <laughs> what area? <laughs> because Miss Josette is looking for an assistant with those yes. skills that we just talked about. Yes. <laughs> so what area do you, do you service? You laughed at me the last time I asked you this. So and I'm, I'm laughing here. now. And I'm trying to think about what you're asking me. Uh, and I service Georgia. Okay. Um, and when we first met, it was Alabama. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and so I just cut off Alabama. Not that anything was wrong, but I ended up doing, I think, eight referrals last year to Alabama. And so okay. if I have good referral partners, I don't have to be in Alabama. Just like Jelena, I'm able to say, I know she's going to take care of you. Right. Summary, I have two or three really good agents that I know are going to take care of my clients than I do. I'm just based in Georgia. And I say Georgia because I've had taken, I've had what, three or four in Augusta over the last year. I just had one at the Columbus uh, military base, um, not even a week ago. Um, So yeah, I am Georgia to a point to where I feel like I'm not going to be a good agent for you uh, wherever you're located, then yes, I will give you a referral. But I'm all over Georgia for my clients. So I can't <laughs> say I have a hard time saying I'm Atlanta agent because um, I may have only closed one deal in Atlanta in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my deals are like I live in Sandy Springs. I close in Sandy Springs. I close in Swanee, Georgia. Um, closed in Fairburn, Georgia. I have one right now down in Eagles Landing, Georgia. It's everywhere. So it's hard to just say Atlanta. 
So right. I am all over Georgia and um, my military clients from I've had three this year alone that have left Columbus and gone to Augusta. So I'm able to help them sell in Columbus and buy in Augusta. And it's a lot easier because they did new construction. I don't have to be there every day with new construction. You right. know, I have to be there, like I said, to negotiate contracts and then we do their walkthroughs and inspections. So that two hour drive, maybe once a month for six months is fine. Yep. So I'm everywhere, but my, what do you call it? My assistant won't have to be everywhere. Everything that she does is just going to be online. She's going to handle my paperwork, not talk to my clients, you know, not have to go look at sites or anything like that. Yeah, she has a pretty easy job. I'll do all the driving and talking. Wait a minute. So, okay, the position's still... <laughs> the position's closed. I'm going to talk to you later. Anyway. <laughs> I thought, wait, wait, wait. She got to talk to her. Like, not me. Okay. Um, I'll talk to you because yeah. I know you. I know your work habit. So, yeah, yeah. I don't mind. <laughs> See, dimensions of success connection. Look at this. Yeah, because um, everything you do will be from home. You don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to have meetings, things, but that'd be over the phone. You ain't got to see me or deal with all of my issues. <laughs> <laughs> I just need you to deal with this paperwork because it's giving me a headache. <laughs> well, see, I'm the best at that. Yes. <laughs> you know? um, quality check, all that, you know? Yeah, that's, talk, our, that's my issues. <laughs> <laughs> we we gonna talk about it. Yes, um, yes. You know what, listeners? I'm gonna give y'all a fighting chance, but then I'm gonna talk to you <laughs> <laughs> because I offer I offered it to y'all first. But yes, you did. <laughs> then you got to think it. It's okay. Well, I didn't ask what it entailed. So yeah, it just entails my paperwork, uh, making sure my files are together, um, making sure like my postcards go out to my clients. And I don't even send postcards that often. Um, I send like handwritten thank you notes every now and then. Like a client, I missed her birthday yesterday. I didn't even send her a card. I just went online and sent her a Starbucks gift card to her to her email. Stuff like that that I can't keep up with. I need my assistant to keep up with. To say, hey, did you know it was Kim's birthday? And I'm like, mm, nope. Did you send her something? And she's like, yep, I sent her a or I did a handwritten note with a gift card inside it. Stuff like that is what I need help with. Because if it wasn't for Facebook, I wouldn't have realized it was her. I said, like, <laughs> okay, okay. I got to do something for my client. <laughs> well, Josette, thank you so much for being on the show and shedding so many gems this morning, afternoon, or night, or whenever y'all are listening. <laughs> but thank you for coming on the show. If you would like more of Miss Josette, you can find her at Josette Sells Homes on Instagram or email her at the Josette Real Estate Company at gmail.com. Is there any other info you want to share, ma'am, for the, how they could reach you? Uh, no. Nope. Is that you good? Give, uh, telephone number is 678 I was just informed literally by a text message that my voicemail is full. So I am about to clear <laughs> that out. <laughs> and you can call me if I don't answer, leave a message. Text is the best form because when I'm doing, I can text. I'm fine. Yeah. He was like, your voicemail is full. I'm like, oh, okay. I will clear it. Um, but yeah. And also, Jelena, I would love to, I'm not sure about your listeners. Um, maybe we could do a home buying seminar this way. And I would actually, actually love walk that. Through it. Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, and home buyer seminars are, well, for me, always free. I never charge for my home buying seminars because it's raised. If you know something, teach it to somebody. Uh, that's right. the only way all of us are going to be able to evolve. Um, I just don't feel like the need to. <laughs> to charge people for my information you're going to buy a house if we do this the right way and then i'm fine with that let's get you into a house but again in order for it to be a good process for you you've got to understand what's going on if not you're going to be frustrated for the 30 or 45 days it takes to get you closed 
Yes, and we don't want that. So yes, you hook it up and you know how to reach me. <laughs> and you tell me, <laughs> okay, on this day, we're going to do a home buying seminar. And I'm fine with that. I will definitely get that put together. So don't you worry about the aspect. <laughs> <laughs> I think that will be a great, a great asset to the listeners, as well as anybody who would like that information. And that's definitely what I want to be able to put out resources that people can use and that are practical. So I will put it together and thank you all for listening until next time. Yay. Everybody have a great day and decide to buy a house. Let's talk about (laughs) it. Hold on, hold on. Don't touch that button. Wait a minute. You know, I got to give you my power thought of the week. But before we get into the power thought of the week, I want to let you know that I listened and I heard y'all and you are getting a solo episode next week with just me, your girl, creme de la creme. Okay. So I have thoroughly enjoyed all of my guests and next week will be the end of the year wrap up episode for season one of Dimensions of Success. I'm going to tell y'all what I learned was coming in the next year and a little surprisey surprise okay a little surprise surprise so tune in next week because i'm delivering your solo episode sis okay our power thought of the week is don't be afraid to let go don't be afraid to let go i have struggled recently and in the past with Feelings of self-doubt where I let my thoughts control my outcome. And sometimes I held on to things because I didn't think that there was anything greater coming. But honey, I'm telling you for this next week, tap into whatever spiritual being you serve. Tap into yourself and loving yourself and believing in yourself and know that Miss one, next 15, another bus is coming. Another great thing, another person, another whatever tool it is to fulfill your purpose. But you got to believe it. And once you believe it, it's going to be fulfilled. Anytime you put something into the world, you need to know that it's going to come back to you with the grace and the effort and the mindset you put towards it. So... My thought of the week for you is don't be afraid to let it go. Let it go. Throw it down. Put it down. Whatever you need to do. And watch. It's going to hurt at first. But after it hurts, God is going to see you through. Until next time. Okay.